0: Hi folks, this is Mike Callahan again. Uh, Welcome back. Hope you're enjoying a lot of the uh, podcasts that that we've got out here. Uh, I'm really excited about today's uh, guest. Uh, We're going to get the chance to chat with Chris Laith. She's a licensed clinical social worker. She lives in the Pennsylvania area. And she works with adult males that have been committed, uh, accused of, and committed uh, sex crimes and have been hence released from prison and are now reintegrating back into their community. So it's a big challenge for her. She's been doing it for 19 years, so she really got some great experience, and um, I thought it would be nice if we could uh, have her have her on the program and chat with her a little bit. So Chris, um, before we get into the meat a little bit, maybe just tell us a little bit about you and your background, anything that you might like to to share with everyone.
1: Okay, uh, well, I have been a practicing social worker for 26 years, 27 years. Um, and, but primarily, like you said, the last almost 19 years, I, I'll focus on um, adult men that have committed sexual crimes. And um, obviously I enjoy the work a lot because I've been doing it for so long. But um, I just think that it's a population that is uh, very stigmatized and misunderstood, I think, Um, not to minimize what they've done because they have absolutely done horrible things, but that doesn't mean that they're not um, also a human being that needs treatment and help and um, the ability to to make life changes.
0: So talk a little bit more about that. That's obviously a major challenge, the whole stigma associated with what do you see? How does, how does that stigma manifest?
1: Well, I think that um, in a lot of different ways. Uh, my guys uh, oftentimes uh, struggle to um, find housing where, um, you know, landlords that will give them a chance and an opportunity and rent to them. Um, also, uh, their jobs. You know, it's, it's difficult. Um, a good majority of my guys are on Megan's Law. And so that is a stigma in and of itself, and uh, that can make it very difficult for them to get jobs. And um, so, really, just uh, people providing opportunities for them uh, can be can be a struggle.
0: Hey, tell us a little bit about Megan's Law. What is what is that?
1: Okay, well, that's um, uh, a registry uh, that guys not not all people that commit sexual crimes, depending on their offense. Um, they have to register and um and then it it depends there's different tiers as far as the amount of time that they have to be on the registry and um so it it can be as little as 10 years or as long as lifetime but that can just be a difficult uh situation because uh Their picture is posted on a website, and um, where they work is posted, and um, where they live. So there's just a lot of personal information that gets out there. And that's, you know, that's, uh, again, just another um, struggle that the guys face. You know, one of the unfortunate things that I always say when it comes to Megan's Law is what it doesn't include is it doesn't say, and this person has um, been in treatment and has successfully completed their treatment, or they've been out of prison for the last, you know, however many years and they haven't committed another crime. You know, it doesn't focus on any of the positive things that the person is doing. So, it, again, it's just another issue that a lot of the guys have to deal with.
0: Okay. Well, t- talk about it. I mean, you've been doing this for a long time. There's got to be some, some good stories that you have or, or encouraging stories of people that, uh, that have dealt with this and have dealt with the stigma. Mm-hmm. What... what uh, Sounds pretty depressing when you when you first hear about it. <laughs> oh
1: yeah, right. yes it does. It does, and I I have. Yeah, no, I think that there's a lot of success stories. You know, I've um, I've like I said, you know, I've worked um, for almost 19 years. So some of the guys uh, we have um, guys go to treatment. Uh, they do group uh, once a week and individual sessions, and it lasts about 18 to 24 months, and then they graduate, but they also have the opportunity to come to a program, it's our aftercare, and it's voluntary. They come once a month, and they just um, uh, support each other, and it's just a nice um, support group that several of the guys have taken advantage of, and so I've um, known some of these guys for uh, for the longest guy, um, 19 years. Uh, He started when i started working there and now i've seen him um uh he became reunified with his family and then um he now has grandchildren and uh so and he's just been very successful he's been able to own his own business and um in construction and um just it's just Fabulous to see situations like that. Um, so we do have successes, you know. And I've seen guys get into relationships, get married, have have their own families. Um, and like I said, and, and uh, I, there's different guys that have started their own businesses, uh, uh, lawn care. And uh, there's another guy that has a, a very successful uh, window cleaning business. Um, so the, just lots of different opportunities
0: then. So so there is hope definitely.
1: Absolutely, absolutely.
0: That's that's really, that's, and that's the key message that we we want to talk about. So um, maybe kind of summarize that in terms of what would you suggest would be the top kind of two or three things that somebody, uh, that you'd encourage somebody to do to help overcome the stigma and to to make it a good news story? What would you recommend that they do?
1: Well, I would say that uh, absolutely what you need to do is you need to uh, utilize your support. Uh, Most of the guys, when they get out of prison or jail, they uh, get into a treatment program because they're on probation or parole and uh, they get uh, recommended to treatment. So I think that uh, what's super important is that you get involved in your treatment and you really do the work. Because I think if you become invested and um, and you make the changes that are needed, um, you absolutely can turn your life around. And there is hope. You know, one of the uh, messages that some people uh, put out there about offenders is that you know th- there's no cure; they they can't change. You know, and I absolutely do not believe that. I believe that uh, a majority of the guys that I work with, they want to become better people. They want to make those positive changes. And I, I've seen it, I've seen it happen, you know, hundreds and hundreds of guys uh, that I've worked with over the years, you know, if you do the work and if you commit to making change, then change is possible.
0: So it's, it's kind of a combination of reach out to the resources that are available, do the work. It's, it's right. not, it's not easy. You got to be prepared to do the hard work, but right. it, at the end, there, you know keep keep the faith keep keep going forward one day at a time um you you everyone can can be successful if they're prepared to to take advantage of the help but to do do the do the hard work and and make the commitment right 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 absolutely okay well in, anything else that you'd like to share with the audience today
1: um yeah i guess if i could tell a real quick story uh yeah. a recent activity that i had my guys do because um we're still dealing with COVID. Um, all of our sessions are having to be done over the um, computer and internet, you know, go to meetings. And uh, so I've really tried to, uh, and my focus has always been, you know, you got you got to treat these guys like they're human beings because they are. And, um, and trying to give them different activities to do that are just empowering and encouraging. And uh, so the one thing I had them do, uh, about a week ago, is I said, you know, I want you to choose either um, go and watch a sunset or watch a sunrise, and then just be present in the moment. And I am right about it. And I was very surprised, pleasantly surprised, that uh, so many of them did the activity and they just loved it. And I thought, you know, this is great. This is this is so great and such a simple activity. And yet they uh, were able to just, you know, be present in the moment and reflect. And I just thought, you know, that's really cool.
0: That's that's such a great story and, and really uh, an opportunity for all of us to remind us to be present in the moment. Because right. There's a miracle right. happening always all around right. us, and all the different things. Just take the right. time to enjoy it. Right. Well, thanks again, Chris. It was great uh, hearing from you and and talking to you virtually, like we are with with everyone else. Uh,
1: sure. I want to
0: mention to everyone that I will have a link on the podcast for a national website where you can get help if if you need it. Um, but and also a little bit of a summary of uh, of the of this podcast will be out there. So thanks again, Chris. Great having you. Okay, thank uh, you. Absolutely, appreciate you taking the time and uh, hope everyone enjoyed it. Take care folks, bye.